yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show, man. This means the absolute world to me, Ray. I want to say thank oh, you so no, much, man. Oh no, man, honored to be on it. I'm glad we, I'm glad we're able to to uh, figure it out. Yeah, man. I, meet up and make it happen. Yeah, man. I know you're a busy guy, dude. You uh, you got a lot going on there, man. That's uh, that's awesome, man. But it is a, more than a pleasure to have you on. This is you're one of the reasons I started it. You know, it was uh, you, Steve, you, Steve, Marty Grimes, uh, Fred Reeves, and who else? Uh, Don Hillsman. That's originally like I wanted to just kind of start it on that note. And I wanted to kind of do it on the on the history of black skaters at first, and then I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. I was like, you know what, that that kind of pigeonholed me. There's a history to skateboarding, and um, you know, I don't want to just corner myself there. So I wanted to mm. go for this specific era of skating, and it was the '86 to '93, and um, and then it just kind of it took off from there. You know, it took off its own little thing, and um, you know, that's specifically where I've been with it. So, uh, you know, you guys were always right on the very top of the list, but I didn't think, man, I I didn't think I'd be able to get you guys on. You know, I, I figured everyone's busy, we're older, and things, you know, people are busy. So um, I said, once again, man, thank you very much for your time. This oh, is, dude, no, right on. Hyped to be on it. Yeah, this is awesome, man. Yeah, I want to talk to you about about, about skateboard history and um, you know, just things you're doing nowadays and stuff. Um, maybe we can start yeah. from the beginning. I know, um, I know you wrote for Pal as a kid. I'm not Pal. Let's start. Let's start this again. I know you wrote for Alva as a kid. Um, did you write for anyone before Alva? Yeah. So, so basically, I mean, I guess I could kind of just go through the kind of uh, uh, the backstory of just getting into skateboarding and. And, 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 um, yeah, how we, how me and my buddy, Robert Torres, um, actually started, started to get sponsors and, and, uh, and got into the, the whole, at that time, kind of, um, street contest circuit kind of thing, if you will. I always, I always tell people I'm a, I'm a, I'm a MTV baby. <laughs> I was, uh, okay. I was, <laughs> okay. I was in, I was, I was, uh, I was in uh, fifth grade when MTV first came out. <laughs> but anyways, I start with this because, you know, growing up, my, my dad played, you know, I've, I have two siblings, a younger brother and younger sister. My brother, Andre is two years younger than me. And then my, my sister, April, she's seven years younger. And so, um, uh, you know, growing up with two siblings and then uh, my mom and my dad and then my grandmother was a huge influence on me, um, which was my dad's mom. She she lived with us. Um, my dad's from and my grandmother from Arkansas, um, Little Rock. And then uh, and my mom is from uh, Mobile, Alabama. And so um, both of them were in the service. Um, my dad was a Marine, my mom was in, uh, uh, serving in the, in the army and, uh, they met each other after they were done serving and they both ended up in San Francisco and that's where they, where they met. Um, but my dad, and it's where I kind of get a lot of my interest is 
uh, when my dad was, um, you know, serving uh, as a Marine, the base where he was stationed at, those guys were doing all kinds of stuff. So they had, they had a band there, um, you know, they're boxing at a football, I guess a little football league or something, you know, where they were playing football. And so, uh, so my dad played a uh, saxophone. And so, um, he's a jazz guy. And so anyways, I grew up with a lot of jazz and, um, and, uh, soul, um, you know, that's awesome, my, dude. My, my parents record collection, you know, so, so here comes MTV <laughs> and now I got like all this rock and roll and metal 24 <laughs> seven on TV. Right. Cause, um, you know, MTV, when it came out, they had that very ambitious idea of having a music channel 24 <laughs> seven. And, and back then there weren't, uh, there weren't that many music videos, so basically, it's kind of like the same were, ten videos playing all day, right? <laughs> well, well, well. What what you would get was a lot of like concert footage that the record labels would just license to them, I guess, right? And so you'd have your like what you're saying, your handful of videos, but then you'd have a lot of like these concert footage um, and movies, right? Like I think ACDC had like Let There Be Rock and then Led Zeppelin had Song Remains the Same. And there was like the Pink Floyd movie, um, Another Brick in the Wall, or I think it's just called The Wall. Um, and, then you, and, then, and then you just had all these concert footage. So I'm, I'm seeing these like Iron Maiden concerts and I'm seeing, I'm seeing, um, you know, Ozzy concerts and, and, um, you know, Scorpions and, uh, Van Halen and ACDC. And I'm seeing like in hearing this music, I've never really heard before. Um, and I'm seeing like the hierarchy functioning with on the bandstand, like on the stage where I'm like, okay, the singer's the main guy. And then but then there's a time in the song in the middle where this other guy steps up holding a guitar and he takes the solo. And I was like, that guy's the coolest dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was like, man, I want to play electric guitar. Um, and I just think, I think uh, there's a, there's, there's a, a part of that that just kind of, had me kind of more interested i guess just kind of in like what was kind of functioning around that like like rock and roll and, and metal and stuff and so um i, I want to say that i start with that because i want to say that's what kind of had me kind of hanging out with guys that i could tell were into that you know what i mean and i'd be walking to school kind of seeing these stoners in their garage cutting school <laughs> um, <laughs> and just sitting in their garage smoking cigarettes shredding on some uh ozzy osbourne like some uh, randy rhodes licks and playing eddie van halen you know and um and i think just being around those guys um or i don't know how you want to say it, that rock culture like skateboarding wasn't too far from that you know what i mean and so I just think there was this kind of like 
interest towards, I guess, I guess what was called back then probably more like white culture, right? You know, yeah, like skateboard, skateboarding, and rock and metal. And the only reason I say that is because, you know, I was like all the other brothers and sisters; they weren't hanging in those kind of realms. If you, if that makes sense, no, like, they were not. <laughs> no, man, and that, and so that's what. And 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 I'm, I guess I'm just saying, like, I think that was kind of like somewhat of like kind of what drew me to what eventually led to skateboarding. Right. Because the one thing the one thing that like the, 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 the grief I would always get were not with other skaters. It was always with the brothers and sisters being like, why are you trying to be white? It's WCRP. Oh man, it's almost like a, it's like a mental prison people are in when when you say stuff like that. You know, it's um, it's it's part of like it's social engineering. Maybe it's a good word for it. Oh no, yeah, no. What I was gonna, what I was more meaning is like social. I, I meant to say social economics, and so because um, everything's about accessibility, and that's why I always when people always ask me like, you know, what did you get into first, music or skateboarding, and I always say. You know, because of MTV and and it being enamored with the Guitar Hero, basically, then I wanted to play electric guitar. But I didn't nobody, I didn't know anybody who had an electric guitar until I got into skateboarding. And then all the guys that basically took me in once I got into skateboarding, embraced me, and was just like, "Hey, come hang with us." Those guys played in punk bands. You know what I mean? And so. I always say uh, um, socioeconomics because if you think about skateboarding in the eighties, like, cause you know, I, I miss, I miss the, like I caught the tail end of the backyard ramp era. Like, like the, the parks were already shut down. Right. And okay. then after the park, after the, after the parks of the seventies were shut down, then people started making ramps in their backyards right and so that's where people were skating but to be able to skate to be able to have a ramp in your backyard most likely meant that your parents had to own their house oh my god thank you thank you for saying this i've been saying this for years thank you for saying this ray please keep going so right there it excludes a lot of people right because not only do your parents have to own their home but got to be able to afford to build the ramp you know and unless 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 the parents are unless you're pulling the you're pulling you're pulling one over your parents and you're going out on these wood runs and stealing wood but saying somehow however you're managing it the point is is that <laughs> the point is is that it's not accessible to everybody absolutely and so and so because of that it, it excludes a lot of people like I've been saying, I've been saying this for a very, very long time. Skateboarding was not it. The reason it was I even kind of frowned upon, upon you know, black people and a lot of people. It was uh, or it was looked at as a white boy sport because of economics of it. You know, it was very, exactly. it was expensive to skateboard. Like it was exactly, it was expensive. And even back well, in the day, especially back then. Uh, <laughs> Man, when you had to get the copers and the rails. 
but but I guess what I mean to say is the terrain that was that was uh preferable or what everybody was drawn to skating the terrain wasn't street it was ramps it's wcrp because if you get a thrasher magazine or transwell magazine back then you're not you're seeing very little street you're seeing ramps and so you're wanting to if you're getting into skateboarding you're wanting to skate a ramp but to skate a ramp you have to know the guy that knows the guy or know the guy which i didn't yeah exactly <laughs> and, so, and, so there, and so and so there so there was a lot of like well you can cruise with us but you know there's no guarantee you'll be able to skate because you know he doesn't know you oh my and god I would just go and then, and I would just go, and then they'd be like, "Yeah, you can come, you can skate, but my parents don't know you." Because the liability aspect too. I guess what I'm saying is like the music, the music that was tied to skateboarding, skateboarding coming from surfing, surfing's even, uh, you know, how do you want to say it? That one's even, even less accessible than skateboarding and ramps because the surf. Uh, you know that's where it's very ge geographical right like oh man um, i didn't i i only knew you know one I mean? black so surfer you have to live by the you have to live by the water um surfing's expensive and skateboarding is a you know it's a derivative it came from it you know <laughs> and, and so and, and and so the the whole the whole thing is coming from the culture of who can afford it and who is accessible to. I guess I'm just more saying that's 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 why that's why I, that's why I described it that way. That culture, right? Because um, in the '80s, it 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 um it was very there was a big contrast between black culture and white culture. When I say that, I'm meaning street culture, right? Like kind of like what you're saying pop culture but it was divided in the pop culture much like it is now right you know, oh you man got you got you know what i'm saying so yeah back then back then it was pretty like it wasn't too much um you know uh bleed overs per se people were just like you're either on this side or that side yeah there was a huge contrast there um you know, to add to what you're saying, when I was when I was young, around '85, I want to say, um, I'd gotten my first bit of little money to myself, and my mom took me to the mall. We went to a record store, and uh, <laughs> and, I, and and like I was enamored with MTV and all that stuff too, man. I used to love all that stuff, and um, like we go in, and my brother's buying. I think he got like a new edition record or something. And I bought a, uh, <laughs> right. like, yeah. dude, and I bought I bought a uh, Motley Crue album. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, mom dude. my mom was like what is going on with what? you and i was trying to explain to her what you're saying i'm just like nah dude you gotta understand i was like the one dude he's so cool the dude that plays the guitar and like they were looking at me like yeah <laughs> 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 they were looking at me like and i was trying to explain it just like how you're trying to explain it like i was literally going into i was like no nah. I'm like, no, nah, man, you just don't understand. And I was like, no, these four dudes. And she's like, they look like women. And I was like, no, nah, you're like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, they look like, like women. 
Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, I think the Poison. album was called Shout of the Devil, and she was just, she just. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think from that point, I think she knew she lost me. I, she was just like, I don't know what's wrong with this boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she had, she had the church praying, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I, I you know, Very I tapped in, I tapped into all that stuff earlier, too. You know, like, I was really into, like, I just liked that culture. You know, like, I really liked the, uh, I liked pop culture. Yeah. I liked everything. Like, I grew up yeah. listening to everything. I really, I, I grew up, you know, really deep into, like, black culture. And then um, once I got a little older, I was just like, man, this stuff's kind of cool. You know, and I was yeah. the music was cool, and just the way it was put together. You know, I, I, it, the whole yeah. package of it was all really cool to me. And um, you know, so yeah. I think you know, the more I think about it now, I'm just like, man, you know, I think that's what kind of levitated me towards getting into skating. To be honest, you know, because I wouldn't have met those friends and that listened to that kind of music. I would have, I would have yeah. never met them going to my grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> It's WCRP. You know, and it's, it's funny because the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, man, I think, you know, I think because, you know, I got turned on to skateboarding through basically my friend, Danny, who I, you know, we always hung out. Um, this was like a summer in between sixth and seventh grade. You know, it was his birthday that summer. And, or I should say his birthday is over the summer. And so his dad grew up in the 70s skating in the park era, right? And so his dad gets him a skateboard. And, you know, and before he gets the skateboard for his birthday, we're just running around town on our bikes, right? And so he gets a skateboard. And, and the crazy thing is, is I want to say it was the first time I actually saw like a legit skateboard because I'd be hanging at friends, playing at friends' houses and um, we'd be in the garage and there'd be like the the toy bend or, or whatever that would have like the hula hoop and the, you know, jump ropes and then the basketball and the, and the, the handball. And then there'd be like, roller skates and then there'd be a banana board in there and i remember i remember uh, let's say banana board like it's what people call penny boards now right and so i remember like when you're going through picking out stuff of like oh, okay cool what do i want to you know you know what what do i want to ride or try out or whatever and i'd, I'd pick up the a few times i'd pick up the the banana board I remember I'd just hop on it for a second and be like, okay, that's no fun, right? It's like, it's slow, it's flexy, it's small. Um, and so I just kind of wrote skateboarding off as like, okay, I guess that's whatever, you know, um, not, 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 nothing exciting about that. So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but my buddy gets a real skateboard for his birthday, and this thing is like 30 inches long, 10 inches wide with this like, you know, um, loud graphic, like bright colors. And it was a Veriflex Vectra. So it just kind of had these like, you know, just the graphics on it were just kind of like that typical kind of quintessential kind of 80s kind of like, just like, you know. Bubbles uh, and um, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, it was kind of like the like fluorescent colors kind of stuff. 
And I just remember I was just like, whoa, like that thing looks like they're like, like you can do something on that, you know. <laughs> I just knew I I just knew when I saw that board, I was like, dude, that's I could tell like that was a part of a, a world that I knew nothing about, you know. And and all of a sudden, like now he's got that and he's he's pushing around on that and I'm riding my bike and I was just like, man, he's having way more fun than I am. Like I wanna get up. I want to get a skateboard, you know. You know, I was telling them, I was like, man, I want to try to find a skateboard. And and uh, he was like, you know what? My dad might give you his. I think he has his old one in the garage. And it's so rad. His dad gave it to me. It was it was a Sims wood kick, and um, it's called a wood kick because <laughs> they didn't have a mold yet, right? And so what they did was. They took a piece of wood, like a wedge, and put it at the back to make a to make a kick, right? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? What? Yeah, that's what they did back then before they made the molds, right? Before they could lift up the tail, they had to add wood to it. You know what I mean? Like a woman's shoe. That. Like it was like a woman's yeah, shoe. Yeah, yeah, pretty much right. Like a high. Yeah, you're right. It's like a high heel. That's so, <laughs> so sick. But the thing is, is like. It wasn't where I wanted to be, but it wasn't the banana board. You know what I mean? It was like, it split the difference. It was like in the middle. But I was just hyped. We get back to school, you know, seventh grade, you know, the beginning of the school year for seventh grade. And then we're like, now we're like, whoa, like, where are the skaters? Right? And it was like skater surfers. Because I grew up in San Jose. So Santa Cruz was just over the hill about an hour. And so we had like a lot of surfer skaters, basically. And I think it was called the Surf Skate Wall. That's where all the like the cool dudes hung. And we so wanted to be in that crew. And uh, but we didn't know any of those guys, and they're all older. But it's funny, right? Because one year seems like they're so much older. But it's like we were in seventh grade, and they were eighth grade. But they were like the old dudes. And um, <laughs> I know, right? You walk into eighth we grade, like, do you walk into eighth grade like you're like a man? You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, just the yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's WCRP. We would go over to like the, the wall because it was like this wall where they hung. It's probably like eight of them or something, you know? And um, and we're just like, you know, we're like with our like, I don't even know what shoes we have, maybe hush puppies or something. Like, we didn't know anything about the skate culture or anything, right? Like, so I had some hush puppies, and you know, um, those dudes like they had like OP shirts and like um, Sims shirts and uh, jeans, and they're wearing like Converse and stuff, and um. And so anyways, we're just like, man, we want to hang with these guys. And so we like, we, we started like sitting at the end of the wall, right? Like trying to be a part of it, but not get called out, you know? Um, and then finally someone came over and like addressed us and was like, Hey, you know, we, you know, whatever introduced themselves. And they, and they're basically like, you guys skate, we skate too come hang with us. And like those guys are the guys that I ended up like basically getting in, you know, started playing music because they played in, they had a punk band. And so 
I would uh, I would go I would go listen to their practice before we go skate because they had a quarter pipe. Our friend Todd, they had a quarter pipe. They had just gotten a, a five foot high, eight foot wide quarter pipe, and uh, it's funny because that must that must have been like the trend back then. Basically, we would just find out about people who had these quarter pipes, and the quarter pipes that everybody was building was like eight foot wide, five foot high. <laughs> and so um, we found out, so my buddy Todd, he had a quarter pipe. And so we just, all of us, man, we'd go. And that's and that, that was kind of the house at that time because that's where the, um, his, you know, his parents would let us, you know, skate there and have band practice, right? Um, Todd was a drummer and typically a band, especially back then, um, the drummer's house would be the spot that you'd play at because if he's playing drums, then he's already, you know, already dealt with the neighbors and the parents being cool with the racket, basically, you know. The quarter pipe was at Todd's place, and um, so they would have band practice. I would bug them to teach me chords after the practice. Um, and then we'd skate, and then the skating was just in the garage. Um, cause they had like a little side room, which was really cool. And that's where the band practiced. And then in the garage, that's where, um, we would line up to hit the quarter pipe down at the end of the driveway, basically. And so we found out about someone getting rid of a quarter pipe, which was five foot high, eight foot wide. And that was, and I think the same tranny as the one that we had. And so we got that quarter pipe, took it up the street to our buddy Mike's house, and then made a made a little half pipe, basically. A little five foot high, eight foot wide, 12, 12 foot of flat bottom, I think. Either eight or 12, I can't remember. And then that's just all we would do, man. Just be like band practice and then go over there and skate, skate the half pipe. Uh, you know, we'd call them a mini ramp now, but back then we're just calling them half pipes. <laughs> and then <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly it's WCRP and then the older dude started um, coming out and skating with us and they talked us into building a vert ramp well, at least a vert ramp for that time, which we went from five foot high, eight foot wide to eight foot high, 20 foot wide with a two and a half foot channel. What? And yeah, and that ramp pretty much was like, and that was at our buddy Mike's house, Mike Griffin. We called it Club Griffin because he had a pool there um, and the ramp and his parents were awesome, so everybody, we just hung there all the time. It was a big backyard, and yeah, and so we just kind of, um, basically, those guys embracing me, it put me right in the mix. Um, and just, when I say in the mix, just having having a community of skaters to just always be hanging with and start to you know learn how to skate with basically and that's your boys you know like that is like like your first crew is like 
your first crew yeah. that you skate with is so important. You know, I think it's yeah. uh, it, it it it's your detriment of like where you're going to go with it or if you're going to stick with it or not and how much you love it. I think your first crew of people you're around is that's that's a huge that's a huge breaking point on on your skating and how much you're going to stay around and you know if you have a lot of fun like that, you know like when I was a kid, man, we we just we did pretty much the same thing. You know, we had friends and bands and we just always hung out. Like we were just inseparable. You know, and we love skateboarding. That's all we did. We just love skateboarding. And so when you have that crew when you're younger, it's a, it's a blessing, man. It truly is. I, I'm really thankful for my friends that taught me how to skate. A lot of them are older guys, too. You know, I, that, that was a thing back in the day. You know, in the 80s, all the older guys were, they would push us a lot. You know, like, like as you were saying, yeah. like, a lot of older they, guys. They, like, they, they, they made us go from five foot to eight foot. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Like, <laughs> you're like, you didn't know you were ready for it. You're like, uh, uh, sure. No, I mean. <laughs> no. no you, you know how it is. Like when you're, when you're Groms and you're like, dude, like these dudes, I mean, here's, I agree, man. Like, I'm so grateful. I, you know, like, you're right, man. Like, it is so important, like, your community, you know, especially especially early when you're developing, right? And as you're coming to this thing, like, and I, and I love how skateboarding has that kind of big brother mentality in a good way, right? Like, big brother's always going to tell you when you're kooking it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Um, and, and is going to, like, set you straight you know with the history and 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 um and and why you know these guys that might not be uh functioning um in their fullest at the time but what they brought to you you know uh showing you why there's still so much respect for what they did and brought to this you know community full of like schooling if you will (laughs) yes from coming from the bigger brothers if you will you know what i mean um and and, and that's very and, important you know it's it's very it's very important as someone had mentioned to me that um that um i was like man it's really nice here it's really you know like because it was very quiet and all the people were very nice even the younger people and i was just like man this is weird this, and they were like well the reason it's so nice and it's so cool here because there's still a lot of old people around and the more I thought about what he said, I was like, you know what? Like, that does make sense. Like, and I think that's why skateboarding is kind of, you know, that's why skateboarding has its thing. And like, that's why, you know, it feels like it's kind of breaking up and it's, it's getting back because a lot of the older people, they weren't around for a while, you know, in the 90s and stuff like that. Like, we didn't have a lot of older guys around to, to teach the history and, you know, to kind of school a lot of us, you know, during that era. Like, no one really cared, you know, like... <laughs> No, no one really cared. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, no one cared. I'm not like, like, it was like no one cared. And, and then as we yeah. all got, as we all got a little older, it started making more sense to me that like, you know, like, oh man, you know, the guys that really got us in the door, like they really cared, man. They showed us right. They taught us right. They really, they really, yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate growing up in the eighties. You know, I, yeah. I, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, like skating with your friends everywhere and like, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the night, you guys all split up and you're skating home and like, that's just a feeling, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such an awesome thing because you like, you feel like you're like leaving the army and then you're just like leaving for the night. <laughs> 
It's WCRP. Let's get back to you, man. So is that how you met Robert Torres? Yeah, so Robert, he was a part of the crew. He kind of came, met him a little bit later. Um, and Robert was interesting because Robert, he's two years older than me. Um, but Robert, when he was eight, he rode for Sims. He was like this little kid that got sponsored. He rode for Sims. Um, and this is, you know, because he, he, he was skating the, the parks in the 70s, right? He was like, you know, eight or so. I don't know. I can't remember when he started. You know, he, he lived in Malpitas, which was just, you know, the next town over from where I lived in San Jose, but it's like super close kind of thing. And so there was a skate park in Malpitas, and I think that's where he skated the most. Um, and so um, snow, when snowboarding started, which was like right, uh, you know, right around that time, and um, when he was sponsored, right around when he was sponsored, when he was eight, um, snowboarding was, you know, it was uh, developing, and um, Sims had like a little team, so he was sponsored for snowboarding also, and so what? Rock, yeah, right. Yeah, I was saying how we had the quarter pipe, and then and then we got another quarter pipe, took that up to Mike's house, and then from there, the the older guys were like, "Hey, let's build a vert ramp," and so we built, you know, we built the eight foot high, twenty foot wide, it was a two and a half foot channel, and then and then we added two more feet with um, uh, with using crates, and basically it was. <laughs> Two feet, two, two, two feet of vert, and so we turned it from eight foot to ten feet, basically. And so, right around that time, we were kind of cruising around skating these other vert ramps that were like in the nearby cities. And there was this one vert ramp called the Mush Ramp. That um, that one was like the biggest vert ramp around. That was eleven foot high. And so it just had these big trannies, which were like so much different than ours because ours was just super tight. Because again, it was eight foot that went just to vert, and then we and then we added two feet of vert. So it was a tight tranny. That was a tight ramp, and that's what we were used to. But this ramp, the mush ramp, it was eleven foot high with one foot of vert. So it was it was mellower, such a mellower um, tranny. I slammed doing a body jar and broke my wrist and so when i had my cast my parents were like you're not going to skate while you have that cast right and so they took my board um but robert who i always hung out with after school because i would take the bus to his house from school and then just get a ride from his mom or or my parents would come pick me up or i would just skate home or whatever so anyways um, Rob, well, I had a backup board at Robert's house, so but I, Sick. But, I, but, I, <laughs> but I but I but but I knew I couldn't. I knew I'd get busted if I tried to take the bus and go out to the ramps. So we wouldn't go to any ramps. We would just skate street basically, and right around that time was when like the jump ramps were starting to happen. So we would just start to hear about 
you know, like, you know, like, you know, Lito's bringing his jump ramp over to morale school or whatever. And then, um, they, at school that they'd be saying like, Hey, we're bringing the ramp over to the school, um, at blah, blah, blah time. And so we go over there and go skate. They call them, uh, street jams. You know, we're just have bring bring a ramp to school and just skate the school, skate the ramp there basically, um, and pull the ramp up to like the handball wall and do wall rides or or just skate the ramp, you know, jump ramp style. And so, anyways, doing that, I was just like, man, this is more fun. <laughs> Oh,